Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host today, Logar the Barbarian. And this is Light, the Light-Fingered Thief. Light, 2021 is almost over. I know, it was a very fast year. Crazy year and a fast year, so. It was the, the Wobblies and Wizards debut year. Our, <laughs> our blog was around for, we've been doing that for over, since before COVID, right? When we started the blog. I believe so, yeah. It was well before COVID, but we, we, we hadn't been keeping up anything as regular as the podcast itself is with regular updates. Yeah, I think we started the uh, blog itself maybe over a year ago. Yeah, at some point in time, I know it was before 2020. It, was some, it might have been sometime in 2019. Well, we had a we had name change. I had I actually tried to start the blog quite a few years back, and it sat there. And then I changed the name when I got the the tabletoproleplaying.com, which we aren't using. So we now currently own tabletoproleplaying.com and are doing <laughs> nothing with it. <laughs> well, you know, we let it expire at some point. Yeah. That's probably what's going to happen. Someone can get it. I, I, my old domain, when I let it expire for my original blog, uh, it got someone snatched it up and they're like trying to get mad, mad cash out of it. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to pay that to get it back. I thought about trying to start it up about a similar URL. Right. But they jump on that and they'll try to make money, especially if you have traffic going to a URL. They'll try to make a few bucks off of that, I noticed. But, oh, man, that, that, that sounds like they're trying to be, be like an evil landlord type. <laughs> yeah, they sit on these URLs like like internet property or something and try to get money out of it. And then they'll say like, oh, we'll charge you $1,000 to go try to get the name back for you. It's like, you know, it's not really worth it to me. Sorry, <laughs> it was a cool name, but it ain't worth that kind of money to me. I ain't going to make that kind of money off of it. Right. <laughs> which which brings me to one thing I, I, I've thought. So we're, I wanted to talk about what we got, what, some ideas we had for 2022 and what was coming up in the show a little bit and what we've been doing and what we might change or what other ideas we have. Nothing's in stone yet because we're just kind of going by the seat of our pants at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're having fun. We have some ideas and such. I mean, you know, you set it up where we do regular zine reviews as well as game reviews as well as having other uh indie creators on the show as well too so i think you know that's been going really really well yeah i I like having indie creators on i like trying to trying to highlight some people what they're doing because i you know i just like the idea of having uh, independent creators being the ones who are you know thriving in this in this whole thing and I, i'd like to try to help as much as i can if that's possible and that's big-headed of me to say i'm helping but try to get some word out there about some people we've been doing less game reviews i feel lately more uh mostly because we can only play so many games <laughs> yeah it's but been we, uh it's busy we got like what five five or six games going right now i think so <laughs> yeah there's a few more that we haven't done like a full like big review on which we probably will be getting to in the next year or so we well, with dungeon crawl classics ending we need to really do a dcc weekend where we do like two half hour episodes on dcc and our experience with it so that i'm going to try to make an upcoming thing if possible <laughs> yep and then i think we'll be finishing up uh, OSE here as well so we'll probably do a debrief with OSE yeah we I can think. definitely talk about that more but we, we've had a lot of fun with OSE um we'll i don't know how many more modules we have that we've ran through that we can review we'll have to ask dm john about that but we'll probably yeah. try to get through those the thing right now is 
with me is I'm having a hard time doing all the reviews that I want to do. And we've even, we've been getting some things people have been sending to us and we're, we're going to try to get to all those. There's just so many hours in the day. At this point. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to try to, um, you know, between myself and DM John, we're going to try to help out Logar with some of the reviews. So I think we'll be talking about, you know, planar compass here in the future. We're probably going to do a one shot with uh, Bar Barbarians of the Ruined Earth as well in January. Yeah, that's there's there, so we're in December. At the end of December, we have our mothership one shot we're doing. We did a review, but we'll try to do another episode with more than just just me talking about the game. So when we do these one shots, I think we're trying to get stuff in so that we can kind of talk and and get more than just one person's opinion and, and kind of talk about how the play was. So. I think the plan was to try for Barbarians of the Ruined Earth in January. In January, yep. Yep, yep. So I'm going to start prepping that over the holidays uh, here, and then we'll do a one-shot with that one. Um, one-shot being a module. It might be one or two sessions to play play through that module. Then that module is a newer one that I understand. Now, now that's Barbarians of the Ruined Earth. If you want to check that out, I can put links to that game in the in the show notes. And, I, and I'm going to note that to myself to do it before I don't forget. <laughs> yeah, we'll be playing through probably the level zero funnel adventure that, that they uh, sent us. Yeah, that adventure. What's that adventure called? That's the, I think that's a new uh, a new current, like the newest thing that's hit from them. Yeah, so the name of the adventure is The Slave Minds of Vindicus the Terrible. And it's it's a cool looking game. It, it's it's supposed to be. It, it notes that it's kind of going for the vibe of He Man or Thundar the Barbarian. So it's kind of got this Saturday morning cartoon feel. <laughs> yep. The books are beautiful. Like the art inside of them, I really appreciate. There's some fun, cool, really creative art in there. That's really neat. I like it. I'm a, yeah. I'm a fan. So we'll we'll be talking about that a little bit more in, in the probably in the January time frame, January February. Um, and we'll, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was to say, and there's like, we're going to have, I guess we're going to have to note because some people have been sending us stuff. So we're going to have to note, like at some point, like, Hey, this was sent to us. We're sort of checking it out. There's a lot of things I'm really excited to get to. <laughs> yeah. As Logar mentioned, you know, there's only so much time with uh, whatever family and work and other obligations, but which we'll I get caught up here over the holidays. I mean, over the holidays, I think we're playing mothership one shot. We're going to do a dark places, Demi Gorgons, Demi Gorgons, Christmas, Yuletide, one shot. I'm going to run also a uh, D20 holiday one shot as well, too. So we have plenty of, uh, you know, games upcoming that should be should, should be quite fun. Yo, Now, what's what's the one you're going to be running again? I'm running a uh, D20 Christmas Carol. Where, what system is that using? Is that using the old D20 system, like the like third edition? Or what is that using? It's using a real stripped down D, D20 system. Okay. So... Um, it, the closest approximation is a D20, but it's a very simplified version of it. Almost so, CNC-ish? Um, even more simple than that. So everyone's going to get pre-gens. Everything's you know pre-made. It's just uh, built to be a, a one-shot type of um, one-shot one game. That's it. <laughs> so Well, the tragedy of doing the one-shots around the Christmas time is, try, is, is, our, is can we get a, a, a Christmas review up in time? I don't know if we can. We might have to do the Christmas review after. Say, hey, we did that last year. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the review for Christmas time. We got to do a Dark Places and Demogorgons review because we've played it a few times now and we seem to like it. We're going to run another one for Christmas. So that definitely has to be put on our list of things to do a review and we can get 
a few of the players in on that. Yeah, yeah, because I backed the uh, Dark Places of Demi Gorgon's um, like five E Kickstarter last this past year or last year, but it it didn't make it. So they're gonna try to reboot that Kickstarter here in the coming year, I believe. There was supposed to be a hardback. Is that what the Kickstarter was for? Was that, uh, that was the fifth no. edition? That was the fifth edition. The hardback yeah. was separate, right? The hardback that was, was separate. the same one. Okay, correct. So there were two different ones. They had the uh, a five E Kickstarter, which did not make it, and then they had a hardback reprint of the OSR version that's just for f- fulfillment. I mean, it's, it's a reprint, so. Yeah, in Dark Places and Demogorgon, we haven't reviewed it yet, but we're going to definitely have to do that, after, especially after this next one. Yeah, yeah, we've done done a couple of one-shots one, one shots with it, like holiday one-shots, so. Yeah, I will say that if you if you play OD&D or BX or AD&D or any of those, it's a good game to pick up because it's very similar. There's some slight differences here and there, but not – not enough that you can't just literally just take it and say, okay, I'm going to do whatever D&D rule sets we like to use and just use these characters and do it. You don't even have to read the book if you're used to D&D. You yeah. can do your own damn thing with it. You know how that is. Yeah, if you, <laughs> if you played like the BX or first edition, second edition, you'd be able to pick up this one pretty easily. <laughs> even if you've played fifth edition, I think that you can just kind of take the way you know it, the way you run it the same. I mean, the same concepts are pretty much there. They do like a role. I believe that does like a role under the attribute, correct? Or is that for a ability check? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, and and you don't you don't even need to necessarily do that. You can do some kind of DC check with it. It's that stripped down and basic that you can yeah. just add those kinds of those kinds of things to it and run it the way that you're comfortable running it. I think Dark Places and Demogorgons is a great little book for running these types of games. I've yeah. I've appreciated it. You know, looking into the new year, so I think, you know, we're probably going to start doing more reviews, as we said, on zines. We'll try to do more reviews on games as we try to do some one shots and try them out as well. Well, some of this, there's some zines I'm really looking to try to get to. I know that with the Delver zines, there's a there's a guild zine out that I'd like to try to review. There's also Planar Compass has the second issue out. We've got in our hands and the player's book we've got in our hands. We did one review on the first issue. We may even go back and re-review the first because I believe that one was just me and a solo one. I really like the ones where we discuss it a little more. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I just got the copy of the uh, first issue from you here. So, yeah, the the um, let me tell you, these Planar Compass, I'm a huge fan of them. I've got, was it Mysteria? Is that the box set from the old AD&D I'm thinking of? Uh, yep. Where it had all the ships and stuff? I think so, yep. So I've got, I, I am definitely going to be using these Planar Compass books in-game. The campaign it's going to be done in is not being ran yet, but it will be ran within, I'm going to say, two to three years, <laughs> but planning it out. Yeah. So I've been, that's not unheard of, though, for me to, like, gather these things for a while before i run a campaign of it that's kind of how it works so i don't necessarily run books when they're brand new because i'm playing something else a lot of the times yeah so you know in terms of this year the games that we've been running we've been running you know old school essentials we've been running astonishing swordsman sorcerers of hyperborea we've been running dungeon crawl classics uh we finished up um forgotten lands with the free league was it Forbidden Lands. Or Forbidden Lands. Yeah, Forbidden Lands. We did a Forbidden Lands for a bit. Um, yep. 
we've been running rifts here. We need to get in, and that's another one. I'm going to try to get some of the remaining Forbidden Lands players together and do just a, a weekend of the Forbidden Lands review and talk about how that was. Yep, and then we'll be moving next year into Mutant Crawl Classics, which will be subbing out for Dungeon Crawl Classics. We're doing Mutant Crawl Classics. And then uh, we'll be finishing up Old School Essentials and moving to Coriolis, I believe, with um, you're going to start that up. Yeah, Coriolis is going to be interesting. Um, It's definitely got a different tone as a game than what we usually play. There's, it's going to be unique. It'll be different from what we've done. Very different in a lot of ways, I think. It uses that free league system, which I'm a fan of, the Year Zero engine. I, I, I can't tell you how much I've fallen in love with that system. I think it's just great and easy to use at the table. Yep. So next year, it looks like we'll be playing Coriolis, a science fiction game, Meet and Crawl Classics, you know, science fiction apocalyptic. apocalyptic. Uh, we'll have riffs. Uh, we'll have... Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention, we're also playing All Flesh Must Be Eaten right now. We just started that around Halloween, so that'll be going into next year as well, too. Survival horror. Survival horror, and then we'll also have um, Hyperborea um, continuing into next year as well, too, and Rifts. I'm trying to think, did I miss any games that we had? Well, I can I can tell you that I've got a few things coming up in the next couple of weeks uh, of people we spoke to. Um, we spoke to we spoke to one person who's making a game that's called, I believe it, the game is just called enter the survival horror. So we got more survival horror for you on the way. We spoke to that, that episode should be coming out here in the next couple of weeks. We spoke to Ralph who does a game called cleanup crew. We spoke to uh, this, this creator named Noah and they've got a game called print weavers. And you literally don't even roll up a character. Your character is created by your fingerprints like you would take your fingerprints and there's a whole like list there it's got this like sort of what's it like palm reader tarot like (laughs) edge to it and like your character is naturally what your fingerprints are so you always have the same character you make an you're you have an immortal character to dungeon delve and and hex crawl with and stuff like that it's pretty interesting i've i've never it's it's a different type of thing so we got quite a few others coming up soon and hopefully, I, I've been speaking to a few other Pete guests that I'm really excited to hopefully get on here sooner than than later to talk about some other unique games. So we got a lot of new games that I've never heard of that I'm going to learn about on the show that'll be coming up. And I don't know how long we can keep on bringing on independent creators, but my hope is that there's no end of supply to independent creators so we can keep on having people on. Well, you know, you, you also mentioned that um, you and John were start highlighting like different blogs, you know, gaming blogs as well too. So that'll be another area of folks that we can chat with. Yeah, we just did that first episode. We attempted that was this weekend. I think it worked out well. And the idea was that there's a lot of good content out there on blogs that people are putting out. It may not be enough to put out a whole publication. It may be just a post, but there's good stuff there. And that entire the knock zine, which we're, we're definitely gonna have to go in and review the knock zines in the next year. I'm hoping we can get to those too. <laughs> There's some good content in knock, but that's where a lot of those articles are from blogs. And I said, hey, let's see what people are putting out because people are putting great stuff out. And let's try to highlight that just like we're trying to highlight those who are putting their games out on itch.io or putting out little zines and running Kickstarters. I mean, I, at a point, I just like, I, I want to know what's happening in the game world and, and help others see and learn 
you know, at the very least, we come away with some cool new mechanics we can incorporate into our existing game or some really neat games we can try out for one shots or maybe we find the next thing we run for a long campaign. So that is what that is. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of uh, definitely creative source material coming out from, as we mentioned, indie creators and writers, not necessarily, you know, relying on the uh, big Wizards of the Coast and, and stuff who they contract all of their work out to for the most part. So, <laughs> yeah, and I want to go back. I want to backtrack because I was getting ready to say something. I think I, I, I got derailed. I have a good I have a really good habit of getting myself just totally off track. <laughs> I want to talk about the planar compass one again, too, for a second. Like I said, I'm not running that campaign yet, but that's, those are books that I'm like 90%, 90 more, 90 more percent certain are going to be play uh, playing a part in this, this, I don't know if it's going to be in a Swords of Wizardry and OSR, some sort of old school game. I'm going to, I've been planning for a while. I mean, using many different things. And those planar compass books are definitely going to be used in there. I also have one that accompanies the planar compass really well called Skycrawl from this Aaron A. Reed. And that, that I've got a couple. There's Downcrawl and Skycrawl. What Downcrawl is is kind of a, a dungeon delvey type. I don't want to say hex crawl, but I guess kind of a, a dungeon crawl, under dark type hex crawl. Where a sky crawl is flying around in like, like a pirate ship that flies type thing. And I, I know the Mysteria book, like I said before, they have ships like that. And there's um, Spelljammer as well, kind of does ships like that. And I feel all that goes well with Planar Compass. And I'm thinking that the, I've been wanting or planning this campaign for quite a while, an old school campaign using that type of stuff. So I think all those resources are going to come into play when I finally launch that. So y'all might get a, a flying pirate type, type thing. <laughs> An interdimensional flying pirate ship might happen in a D&D campaign when I run that, but it'll be a bit. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, we have our list of games that we want to run and play on a shared spreadsheet, and it's a pretty long list with uh, d different ideas and such on there. I don't know if we'll get too many of those. I mean, obviously, we'll have Mutant Brawl Classics coming up and Coriolis coming up. And so, yeah, and with, I mean, one thing that seems to be like we got December, we got a, a one shot of Mothership. And if January, we're going to do in a one shot of Barbarians of the Ruined Earth. I think that we might be able to pull off doing one shots of little systems once a month. If we try at least every other month, I mean, there's things like Karen and stuff like that. And into the odd, I would love for us to just give it a one shot and talk about how it works. And at least we played it. Then when we talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a, like you mentioned, a lot of indie small games and even, you know, our counterpart Florida Len has some cool stuff that he's working on that I would love to try out. I have this book right here beside me. I know there's another, but I'm not talking about the other one that I've recently seen because I don't know if he's talked about that anywhere. But the one that I need to get to, and one of the ones you probably need to put on the February one shot is by this Axe I Hack. Yep. I, have a, I brought it right here to the table with me to make sure that like this year we're going to get to buy this Axe I Hack. Yeah, because I want to play by this Axe, which is a, a black hack. Um, I do want to play a, uh, you know, Prowlers and Paragons superhero themed game in some universe either with like a wild cards theme or a jojo's bizarre adventure type of theme but uh you know all of all, all a lot of games on our list that we want to try out 
Yeah, I think that finding a one a, a month, if we can't do like a nightly, like a weekly night, we could do like, I think we might be able to pull off a monthly one shot here and there, especially if it's not necessarily has to be the same people every time. Right. Well, maybe we could ask the audience if anybody wants to jump in in a one shot here and there, get a few <laughs> new players into one or two of them. That could work out because usually there's at least uh, one holiday a month where you have a long weekend. And so perhaps we can do the one shot that way with this holiday i don't know how many i don't know if it's going to suddenly be i have i have time or i have less time <laughs> i'm kind of watching this whole thing happen. like am i going to have more time or less time when the holiday comes up well you got to get that uh calendar of yours uh <laughs> updated so that you can see i don't even think it's the i don't even think it's the calendar it's just the family things that come up and all of a sudden i realize oh wow we gotta do a lot more here with the family than i realize <laughs> so it happens. Uh, kids require attention. They're supposed to be at their mother's for the holiday, so there may be it may be quieter than normal over the holiday. So we'll see. Yep, understand. We'll so see. you know, other things that I'm looking forward to next year. You know, both Logar, myself, and others within our group, I've been doing some writing here and there. So we'll see if we can get enough material to put together a zine of some sort in the next year or so. Yeah, there's quite a few things I've. I mean, there's things that I've been writing for a while that I've used in games. There's things that I've been, so I've got quite a few little things. I think there's at least one thing I'm going to try to just, like, I I think I've said before, if you've been listening, I used to run and still do a lot of uh, propaganda type zines, uh, political oriented union ones and things like that. And I got a neat little shop or not i guess it's just shop a neat little setup where i can do them and do the you know saddle stitch type zines usually the most the most impressive i get i don't usually do full color because they are zines is using real nice stock paper making a design to go so that's probably the route i'll go with the one thing that i've been working on is just a very old school feeling zine um zine style z not as impressively colorful or anything like that because that ink gets a little expensive <laughs> no no we're, we're talking about you know old 80s punk zines which are like you know black and white stapled together type <laughs> yeah it'll it'll literally be just stapled it might be a little it might be a little nicer quality print than what i would have done you know in the 80s with a well, xerox in the, machine <laughs> in the 80s, it was a xerox machine and then us cut and pasting photocopies yeah. of pictures and then turning it into like a hodgepodge flyer or zine you or know, comic because <laughs> we comics, was often yeah. little comics hey right. look i made a doctor who comic <laughs> well obviously today we have you know digital tools and layout that we can do ourselves while in the 80s obviously we didn't have those resources as uh kids and teenagers trying oh, yeah. to do layouts you know by hand <laughs> when i like when i i was uh when i first got into doing um what's the word um, design illustration and marketing and all that stuff all the tools that we were using back then in the in the 90s especially earlier on was the old style ways of you know non-computer how do you design how do you create images and it was all by hand we ran it was all by hand i mean you know yeah. it was it, it was drafting it was using very large oversized you know pages taping on your pictures taping on or typing stuff up on a typewriter and then, and then cut, cut and paste. <laughs> right. Cause I was in the design design and print business for years. And even just the regular stuff that was all originally by hand. Like when I was, when I would yep. uh, run some of those old presses and stuff like that, uh, the free digital, they were very different. You have to burn those plates in the dark room and all that. We used to do a lot of that. Uh, it's a different world now when it comes to print, that type of printing I haven't seen in a while. <laughs> 
<laughs> I haven't ran a printer like that in over 20 years, probably at this point. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've worked with a lot of suppliers that do um, obviously production printing, which is more gravure, roto gravure printing. And then, uh, you know, for fast stuff, we try to do like, say, flexo printing. But obviously, it's not like Logor and I ha- have a full flexo printing press in our basement type of thing. So <laughs> maybe we should, maybe we should get one. <laughs> I would not have run it, man. Those things are complicated. <laughs> I, th- I think, oh, I, and I almost completely forgot one thing. I think one thing I, I wanted, been wanting to talk to you about, and I might be putting out this, I would like to possibly look at doing some kind of Patreon or something like that, especially when I know in the early of the year with the server bills coming up on the site and everything, I was like, hmm, might try to do some sort of way of, uh, like right now you could go to the Anchor FM and support, no one really has. I don't think anybody knows about that option, but I, I think that people are more used to like Patreon or coffee. So I'm a, I think we need to talk a little bit more here in the near future about kind of looking at something like that. Yeah. Especially with the amount of time I've been spending on this. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you do spend a lot of time between the uh, recording, editing, arranging, setting up the interviews and, and, you know, podcasts and such. So yeah, we, we certainly talk, talk through, talk through that. Yeah, we definitely need to figure something out there in the next year. I, there's a lot I'm excited about coming up. I, I brought a whole giant stack of zines to the table to do this one because I wanted to be like, ah, oh, we got this coming up. We got this coming up because we got a lot of them I'm wanting to get to. I don't even know if I want to just sit here and pull them out and, and go through all of them. But there's some really cool ones we haven't even mentioned or had a chance to get to. I got this great little one by someone named Jacob Butcher, edited by Skirples. Uh, it's called the Temple of the Blood Moth. It's a really cool. It's got this nice. I really appreciate it because it is that older style zine, and it's kind of similar to the ones that I put out for like the IWW, where it's got this nice red cardstock cover. They've printed black on just black ink, and the inside's just a regular. You know, they've printed it out, and it's done well. It looks nice. It's it, it looks good on that cover. And uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to go over this one. I haven't had a chance. At some point in time, I may have to just break down and like review like three zines in a single zine Thursday to get all of them in there. And even if everybody doesn't have it. And I know we got another one John just picked up that I'm going to be picking up here soon that we're dying to get to. And we got quite a few mothership ones here. We still got more issues of the phylactery. Well, you know, we got phylactery and then we got the whole breach Kickstarter starting up. In January for a mothership, that's gonna be a big. Well, I, I, I don't even even call that one the zine. Yeah, I'm cool. not even putting that reviewing that on my radar <laughs> radar just yet because that's that's like we don't even have that in hand. There's we got so much we have to catch up with here, talking about. And by the time the sad thing is, sometimes by the time I get a chance to talk about some of these, they're harder to get a hold of because these zines don't like necessarily always stay in publication. I know right now, phylactery has been available at Exalted Funeral. So you they can have issues one and two on Exalted, Exalted Funeral. And I think issue three just finished your Kickstarter and should be fulfilling here. Oh, I thought issue three had already been out, but I'm, I guess I'm wrong on that. It might've been out. I was just looking at their Kickstarter. So it may have shipped already, but I haven't seen it on, on you know, for, for public yet. Okay. So. Yeah. So issue one and two are, are going to be, so, so issue one and two, I'm pretty sure they're still on Exalted Funeral. Yeah. Stuff goes out there. They get it back in stock sometimes. Exalted Funeral, like I, if I haven't said it before, it's a great place to go. Spear Witch is a great place to go to find little indie publications. LFOSR has some really nicely printed things as well. They're worth looking at. 
um, those are kind of the ones I go to the most. Oh, and I have something I'm going to throw out there that I brought up and I've always forgotten the name of for the future. Now, don't don't go buying them out, everybody. If you're listening, you cannot rush there and buy a bunch of these before I get a chance to get more. But the I, there's been a discussion about uh, poly bags, like you have like comic bag size comics. Yep. I've got all these zine size bags that are made just for zine size publications. And a lot of people seem to not know where to find them. And I'll tell you where I'm getting them is a place called Wayne's Books. It is, let me see here, waynesbooks.net, W-A-Y-N-E-S-B-O-O-K-S.net. A bag of 50 is five bucks plus shipping. At least leave me two more bags before they get time to stock back up because I need, I'm going to need those. I just about ran out of zine bags again. <laughs> yeah, there's been a comic book bag and board shortage right now due to supply and chain issues. So, oh, uh, I better be ordering here in the next day or two. I yeah, you mean be, those bags? Yeah, so I've been stocking up on like comic book bags as well, too, just because they're just a um, shortage from supply chain issue with plastics. So, I'm, I'm gonna have to not uh, publish this episode until after I've made my purchase, everybody. I'm sorry, I'm a selfish bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, then, you know, I, I just need. Like a hundred to get me it's, through. It's fine. This episode <laughs> probably won't come up for another week, so you have time to order it. But the um, other game that I just re- remembered. So this is the book that I gave you yesterday. Actually, this is the the microscope game. Microscope. We so definitely need to review we, microscope. We de- we definitely want to play it and review it, and maybe even try Kingdom, which is from the same creator okay. and publisher as well. Yeah, too. I've heard Kingdom mentioned a lot. I haven't looked at it yet. What is that like a zine size thing? Is that a like how is that a print to order via um, drive through? Do you know where that's coming out? So at? Kingdom's published by Lay Mage Productions, who's the that's the company and the creator. So you can get hard copies directly from the publisher there, or you can find the PDFs on Drive Through RPG. So okay. if we want the hard copy, we need to go go straight straight to the publisher creator. Um, but if you want the PDFs, Drive Through should have the PDFs from from what I recall. And what are uh, they called again? Lame Mage. Lame Mage. Okay. Yeah. yeah I do. L-A-M-E. Lame. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I am going to want, I definitely want to get a copy of that. I, I think for what we've talked about, use the one thing we've talked about is starting a campaign by building our world. I'm almost thinking that kingdom might be a better one to use because we can make a kingdom, I'm assuming, in a small yes. scale. Yeah. Yeah. So microscope is more of a broad universe. Well, let's tell yeah. the let's tell the listeners what microscope is because it's not a role playing game like traditional. No, so microscope is not a traditional role playing game where you have a DM and a bunch of players. With microscope, everybody contributes into a storytelling game. So it's a collaborative storytelling tabletop game where you can create your own universe. Everybody takes turns contributing. You play with no cards. Obviously, the last time we played, we played online with a digital whiteboard. But everybody contributes to different events within in history. In history, and they can be very broad or or as narrow as you want it. So you can dive into certain elements of history, or into the far future, or into the far past to create your own universe. Yeah, it's it's essentially a world building game. Is as what I would describe it as. Universe or world building? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, universe building, world building, or kingdom building. I think that's yeah. Well, we're, we're coming up to about our time here. Thank you for listening, and thank you for the positive reviews we've gotten. Really appreciated those. If you all 
uh, want to find us online, we're on Facebook at Wobblies and Wizards. We got our own little page there. If you like and follow, we post there pretty regularly. Our blog is wobbliesandwizards.com. I'm on the Twitter at Logar Hail Prom. And keep those dice rolling. Yep, and let us know what games you are planning for the new year. <laughs>